One of my favorite things is when I am podcasting with a guest and they likely don't know my book title and they talk about the process of becoming and always becoming is one years old at this point. And it is so evident to me how God is revealing himself and sharpening us every single day through every single season for decades, for generations. I mean, the becoming process never ends, right? And I am so honored to have Dane Camilla with Lit With Prayer. I mean, good night. You guys are going to love this conversation, not only for the content creation and his wisdom and expertise in developing a community online. Just since COVID, he has catapulted his Christian lens, his Christian business, his his sharing of faith and, and spirituality through simple prayers that have now turned into an entire media company that is going to be a nonprofit eventually with mental health coaching. I mean, only God, right? And he talks about the backstory of how. And I love that he was so honest with how it started and why it started and the evolution that has transpired based on God promptings throughout his season of development and his testimony. Y'all, this is truth. This is literally how it happens. If you are not tuned in to stories and to trainers and educators, and he would utilize the word encouragers like Dane on all platforms, you've got to tune in. Even his podcast, Lit With Prayer, his YouTube channel, Lit With Prayer, his Instagram, his TikTok, all the things where you can get this encouragement daily. We need to stay connected to who God is. If we are in the vine, our fruit will be bountiful. But when we remove ourselves, when we isolate ourselves, when we think of all of these problems or even our business or even our content becoming king in our life versus the king of kings being the king, we position ourselves out of alignment for his bounty. And so I just pray that this blesses you. I cannot wait to do more things with Dane and share his mission with the world. It has blessed my life, not just today, but in so many nighttime prayers. I hope to see you guys live in some of his experiences. And don't forget, Grow for God is coming soon. So get your tickets. And if you're not coming because it's too close to the date or you have another excuse, blah, da, 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 it's okay. Get the virtual access pass. We are going to make it completely transformational. And you might even see your boy Dane there. Shh, shh, shh. It's a surprise. All right. Bye. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. FIT is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie-cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith.
Hello, hello, and welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. Y'all are in for a treat today. Lit with prayer, founder, creator, and content developer, Dane Camilla is in the house, and he is going to hopefully share some things that maybe even those who follow him on social media don't know, because I think there's always backstories, and, and while he shares vulnerably, he really is on mission through this ministry to encourage and equip and educate other people in such a cool way through prayer, hope, and love. Uh, I am honored to have you, Dane. Thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for considering me to come on here and you know share a little bit about my story. I, I love having conversations with other Christians doing cool things, whether that's content or business, et cetera. So thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. And I think that's really cool element, right? Like there's this thought leadership realm. There's this content creation way that people can come to know somebody else. And ultimately I know as a, as a fellow Christian, as a sister in the, in Christ, it's this knowing that it's always to glorify him. Uh, but it can, it can create some, some muddied perception when it, it feels like it's, it's an element or realm of fame connected to influence and numbers. I love, even before we get into your backstory, how have you been addressing that? How have you been shaping and sharpening yourself as you've grown in the content creation space and the influence space? Yeah, it's definitely an interesting question because I've seen so many other people get into this, this industry of having a following and a voice and lots of young people, especially with the rise of TikTok, you know, a couple years ago. And as that fame came, I saw these people come and then they kind of left because they didn't know how to handle it. And I think I'm fortunate because I'm a little bit older. I'm 30 years old and I've been making content for at least 12 years in, in different ways. So, you know, for me, it always comes back to the question of why did you start this? What was the purpose behind it? And it was never to have followers. It was never to, you know, build a brand or anything like that. It was just answering a call that got up that God put on my heart during the pandemic to say, hey, you've been making content for so long. Why don't you share your faith? So anytime, you know, I'm going through this world of social media, followers, et cetera, it, it has to come back to like, am I doing the purpose that you put on my heart? And that's to share the good news, to pray for people and encourage in the way I do. So just perspective and coming back to why did I start this and what was the purpose for when I started that and making sure that's still the thing that is the main thing. Yeah, it's really, really sound uh, wise for your for your age, like you said. And I'm curious, as you kind of seated it right there, is you've been doing this for 12 years. I mean, I think back to like that was when Facebook was only a couple years old. And so mm -hmm. tell me about what was that original content that you were sharing? Was it also similar or you've evolved into the faith and and really knowing that that's something you wanted to do ultimately? Yeah, definitely. So the faith content has actually just happened in the last two years. And I think some people wow. look at my content and they're like, wow, like you gained all these followers. You, you Like how? And it's like, well, it's been a 12 year journey to get to this. Yeah, point. And totally. That's sometimes, totally. you know, the things that people miss. But, you know, when I was 18 years old, I never had a like a dream or an inkling in my bone to like create content. I was a very shy and worried kid growing up. That was just like who I was. I was kind of introverted and stuff. And, you know, people look at me today and they're like, you're so outgoing and this and this and this, but I think God has different gifts inside of us that can be revealed as we step into mm. different chapters in our life. And when I was 18 years old, I was taking a public speaking class in community college out here in Arizona. And it was the first time that I got to actually talk about something that I was interested in. And it happened to be fitness at that time. That was kind of my first passion. Cool. And through the process of sharing 
just like my fitness journey and, and seeing people react in the audience and, and being able to talk about something that I was passionate about, it kind of opened something up inside of me to say, hey, like I enjoy doing this. What if I like started a YouTube channel just to document and share my experiences. And that led to many different things from having a YouTube channel, talking about the books I was reading, never around my faith, but as a place to more so encourage people and help me grow in my journey of what do I want to do with my life? What am I learning? And maybe that can help, you know, someone else. So I had a couple different YouTube channels. I had started a fitness YouTube channel with my older brother that we did for a couple of years. Cool. And it was just going through that process of like developing your voice, yeah. you know, talking about things you were interested in. Little did I know that God had a bigger plan for me, but sometimes, totally. you know, when he puts something on our heart and I think that thing he put on my heart looking back was in everything I do, like I want to be an encourager. I want to encourage people. That's, yeah. I, I think that's a gift that God put on my heart, but he also had a plan to use it for something better. But I think in any calling that he puts on us, like he wants, he wants to take us through a training season. And I went through a long training season of multiple YouTube channels. I started a podcast when I was 24, I believe. And it was just to interview young professionals who had found oh. a career that they were passionate about. So cool. Um, I've been doing this for a long time. I never had followers or I never like, <laughs> really had videos that did well. But for me, it wasn't about that. It was yeah. just, hey, I'm enjoying this process. I'm growing and developing. And if this can help one person, then it's worth it. And then during the pandemic is when God kind of moved me in a different direction to say, hey, why don't you start sharing your faith? I jumped onto TikTok. I was like, well, what am I going to talk about? I'm not a pastor. I don't feel qualified to do this. Yeah. But had been such a big part of my life. I had already been making videos. So that's when I decided to say, hey, I'll just like pray for, you know, someone once a day. And then it's kind of grown and evolved into many different things. But it's been uh, definitely a long, interesting journey. But <laughs> I've grown in the process. And I think that's so important for people to understand. It's not just what you get out of this life, you know, before you go to heaven, if that's what you believe, it's who you become. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've always been fascinated with is I can become more in, in my relationship yeah. with God and my relationships with other and my personal and spiritual development. So, yeah. yeah. Gosh, you said so much right there. And I'm like grinning. If you guys are listening to the show, you can't see I'm like cheesing ear to ear for so many different reasons. One, fitness was kind of my first passion as well. Okay. And where I started in the entrepreneurial endeavors was, was personal training and nutrition coaching. Mm -hmm. And I was a trainer both in gyms and also in people's homes. I trained people at uh, the oceanfront. I live in Virginia Beach. And so we had something called Beauty in the Beach. And so mm. I would ride my bike from where I lived at the ocean in front about three miles with all of the gear in my trailer and get out on the beach and train these women at sunrise. And then I would go home and then I would come back at sunset. And my mom was my co-trainer. So family, family business, um, really around encouragement, really around uh, our bodies. And I always found myself connected to women who were 20 years older than I was. And so relatability wise, while I thought, you know, and I definitely was not in my faith the way that I am now, I was supporting them. I found now because I get to support through the lens of faith, through how I show up with in my spirituality, that the fitness side of who I am, which is a component of fit in faith, um, it, it is the the secondary or the tertiary or like the last thing that people are really attuned to and mm -hmm. need because mind, body, soul, that connectivity is powerful. So that's yeah. really cool that you, you had that background and God's taught me so much about fitness and the importance of utilizing our body as a vessel, um, since coming into what is now fit and faith connected to entrepreneurship. When you were doing that, were you actually like 
forming a, a business at that time? Were you actually making money in the content creation space or were you doing something else full time? Yeah. So I was doing the content creation while I was getting my degree in exercise and wellness and health promotion. Cool. I was a sports performance trainer at a, a gym here locally in Arizona. And then I trained people uh, on my own. So I was like, I'm going to be in fitness for the rest of my life. I love this. Like I've changed my body. I've changed the body of people in my life. And yeah. like, this is amazing building my relationship with God at the same time. But I think every season that you go through equips you for what's next. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was kind of the the content was just something that engaged my interest in just this feeling that God wanted me to, you know, put some stuff out there, even though it yeah. had nothing to do with faith. It was just, Hey, this is my journey. This is what I'm going through. I, I was going to start, I did start a YouTube channel around fitness with my brother to keep like to build into that. But then, you know, things happen and yeah. you go through different changes in your life. But yeah, it, totally. was, it was an amazing like six, seven years of my life. It's so neat. And and I think it, it really does. It's that foundation. It's that sharpening season. It's the like coming to know him more as mm -hmm. you are sharpening your skills. And I love what you said out the gate about that, that God will reveal more spiritual gifts and it'll be illuminated to us of our abilities based on honestly, like I think I imagine him, you know, his wing, right? The, the more we come into him, the more our confidence grows. The only mm -hmm. reason David was able to slay Goliath is because he was in the strength of the Lord and he knew that. And so I find that every time I step into something new where I could potentially in my flesh have fear that I can stand in boldness and confidence because of my faith in knowing that he's going to, he told me to do it. And therefore he's already there before I show up to an event, before I get on stage, before I turn on the camera, before anything, he's proceeding because I'm following in his you know presence. And I think People, even with the idea of like, well, where'd you get the idea to even just start praying? It's a prompting. And that's mm -hmm. the Lord speaking to us. So really, really rad. I want to ask about, because we talked about the fitness from the body perspective, but I know mental health is also something that's really important to you um, and, and been an element in the nonprofit space that you guys are going to step into. Talk to me a bit about how the mind fitness has now been something that has been laid on your heart. Yeah. So even in the last like two years of creating content and praying for people and just having more so of a message of like wanting to encourage people, especially when we were going through such a hard time during the pandemic, I had so many people reaching out who were going through different issues when it came to their mental health. And yeah. I think mental health is a difficult thing for, let's say, the church to you know, tackle because they're the, the pastors meant to preach and that's what they're called to do. And I, I think we need you know, more uh, systems and support when it comes to mental health. And I think working on your mind, working on how you think, working on your prayer life, all of those things encompass mental health. So I saw so many people, you know, reaching out who are going through these issues. And I I'm not a therapist or a counselor. And, you know, with the opportunities that God has given me, it made me want to say, well, hey, how could I go get these people help? And maybe a nonprofit would be the way to do that. Another reason I wanted to start this nonprofit in the first place was when I was 22 years old, and I've been sharing this more just like with my community and stuff. When I was 22 years old, you know, I was going to school, had the little training business, was working for an amazing company and everything like that. And then I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder one. So I, you know, was told that, hey, this like I had a manic episode. I know what that is. If you don't know what it is, you can look it up. I was hospitalized, put on medication and said this was going to be my life for the rest of my life. So it was the most difficult time in my life. I had to drop out of college, you know, lost kind of what I was doing with fitness. And I really needed to lean on God during that time. And I think if I didn't have a relationship with God, it would have been much harder because 
your identity lies in what the word of God says over your life, not the circumstances or the things you go through. And, you know, through having great counseling and, and even my pastor praying for me and his wife praying for me, I was healed. I was able to get off all the medication within a very short period of time, maybe like a month or two, and nothing has ever happened to me ever since. And, you know, you look at an experience like that. And I think a lot of us go through experiences where it's just like, why is this happening to me? What's the purpose behind this? This is there's only pain like this broke me, you know, but now looking back and being able to get through it and overcome it, it helped me grow so much in my faith. And now I think is a big reason why I do what I do today. And I think the nonprofit side of getting into the mental health space to provide people, which is what we're going to do counseling, you know, from a virtual aspect to, to give them that, that help that they might not be able to afford and that they need during that time, but do it from a faith-based perspective, because Mm -hmm. I know like what I believed was a big part of my healing process through that journey. Yeah, that's so powerful. I think there, I just think of the word marking as you're talking about it. It's just like that marking of your faith, that solidification of your belief, right? Like there's, there's no not believing after you have healing and healing happens in so many ways, shapes or form for people. And I know that there's people probably listening who are praying for their own healing and it could even be around mental health. And I encourage people to recognize that even as I pursued my mental health journey about seven, eight years ago, there was um, a lot of, you know, what I'll say is Christian based counseling that was available to me, but it didn't feel like that was the, um, the main thing on how they were actually serving me as a, as a recipient of mental health and therapy. And so it wasn't until I found a couple of different therapists, one specifically who like the Bible was her premise for healing and Mm -hmm. it changed my relationship with the Lord because I never really sought for counsel from him or for healing from him in that way. I just always thought of him as this like hierarchical, like pie in the sky kind of idea of God. And I had a supernatural encounter in the time where I was really dealing with some depressive, anxious, suicidal ideation, all of that. And that was my marking moment of why I show up and do what I do now. And so when you think about that and you're exploring mental health and physical health, because the physical element is very powerful, they kind of go hand in hand, by the way, Mm -hmm. Um, they can really help from your endorphin perspective, is to really explore it in totality and don't create these segmented realms of self. Like your mental health is not separate from your body and your body is not separate from your spirituality. It's exactly why God is the Trinity, right? The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is the manifestation of us as the body, the soul, and the spirit. Mm -hmm. I think about what you're doing with Lit With Prayer. You guys have to check out the Instagram, check out the podcast, check out the, I mean, every social media platform, right? He's a content creator. He, know, he knows what he's doing. TikTok, I hang out on Instagram mostly when I am receiving your, your information. But one of the things that blesses me the most is one, and I love that you're wearing it right now. He wears this hat with a smiley face on it. I want to know the backstory to this and like, why is that your staple? Yeah, it, it's actually interesting. Like my siblings are all artists except me, of course. But um, <laughs> it was like five, six years ago where we just like designed a hat. So we made this hat. You, more so, my siblings made this hat. Sure. And, you know, it, it's a way for me to just like, you know, exemplify like what I want people to take away when whenever they're like listening to prayers. It, you know, there's not like so much behind it, but 
ever since I started on TikTok, I was wearing hats, whether it was backwards or forwards. And um, I think this is like the one that maybe I wear most just because it's like it's a smiley face. It's it it just draws like how I want to come across to people too, which is like, I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to love on you and pray for you. And I know you might not believe because I have tons of people who are like, Hey, I'm not a believer, but that, that helped me. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's awesome. And yeah, not so much to it, but yeah, it's, I just love it. No, I think it's awesome. And I, and I'm sure you're, I'm sure you've gotten orders. Have you gotten people who are like, can I get that hat? Yeah, we, we definitely okay. had people like ask about it. I don't like, we have some, but I just didn't feel like I should like sell them. I don't know, but yeah. We well, to. I just think about the nonprofit and right. I have um, a connection that I definitely want to get you um, together with who is excellent and has an incredible testimony connected to his nonprofit. And it's, it's this whole like platform. How do you develop a nonprofit that's actually profitable and mm-hmm. not for selfish intent, but actually so it can sustain because right. he really believes with the number of nonprofits that start and then no different than business and entrepreneurship, the number of businesses and nonprofits that fail, his heart is that most nonprofit people have that ministry servant, you know, heart set. And that's why they're going in it, not with a precursor of money, which is why they think a nonprofit is the best way to go. But also knowing that people who are entrepreneurs and businesses can create the back end support to those nonprofits if they're done correctly. But I want to just encourage you that like there are profitable elements to nonprofit arms that can actually support these people like to have free mental health is a huge ordeal and there's going to be someone's time. There's going to be someone's service. And so I wear a get lit hat with a big smiley face on the front. It's totally on brand for me, (laughs) but regardless, I think there's, there's so many cool ways as you get into this, this development, this side of what it is that God's calling you to. I know that he's just going to abundantly bless. It's going to be so cool to watch. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. So tell us a little bit more as you are like preparing even for um, a, a good night prayer, right? He does these things like an evening prayer. He'll do morning stuff. He's got, I mean, there's so much content, but the evening prayers are what initially connected me to you. And I want to know because as a content creator and somebody, I do something on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings called Peloton and Preach. And I do it just literally from my morning and what God's teaching me in my Bible study that morning or what's going on in my business at that point that he is now affirming through word or uh, constructing through word, I should say, because it's not always an affirmation that sometimes I have to be sharpened and that hurts. So I'm curious, how do you develop your content? Where do you pull it from? Do you do like batch editing? How does it work? Yeah, so it's not very like structured, to be honest. I love it. I think that came from just, you know, when I started for me, I've been praying over my life out loud, whether I was driving to school, whether I was, you know, just in my morning for 12 years. So it was conversations with God Mm -hmm. for a long period of time. And people would always ask me like, well, how how do you pray about these things? What's like, well, 12 years of doing it over and over and over again. So when I started on TikTok, it was just, I prayed for people like in the morning time and I would just Mm -hmm. see like, Hey, let me pray for you today. And I would just say something off the cusp. I never thought about it. I was just like, God, just lead me to pray for whatever it is. And as it evolved and more people were enjoying it. And I, I I started on TikTok, So that's where like all the content existed before Instagram and everything else. But then I realized like, well, maybe people could like, maybe people need a prayer before they go to bed. Do people even pray before they go to bed? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, so let me, let me put something like that out there. And I put something out. I put something like that out there and it reached like, 
five times as many people as the morning prayer. So I was like, whoa, that's interesting. Maybe I should start praying for people at nighttime. So in regards to like structuring and like making the content, all I really think about is like, is there a theme that I want to speak about right now? Is it someone going through like anxiety or fear or um, anything? And then, you know, for me, I don't really think about what I'm going to pray about. I just say, hey, is there like something I can specifically talk about? Before it was just like, I want to pray for people before they go to sleep. And that yeah. was the first probably year. But now I'm realizing that there are people who are going through different things. So, you know, I'll start the prayer off by just praying for people. But then I'll say, Lord, I'm praying for this person who's going through like anxiety. And then I don't really structure it. So that's, it's weird. Like I, love it. Yeah. I just like hit the camera. I got an idea. I'm going to pray for them. And then I'm going to conclude the prayer. And then I'll let them know if they want to follow me for more prayers, they can do that too. So I don't think content has to be complicated. It just, it needs to come from a place of like, what the thing that you're talking about, do you feel comfortable talking about it? Do you feel confident talking about it? And if you don't, maybe that's something that you shouldn't talk about. Like I feel very confident and comfortable praying and I could do, if I really wanted to, I could probably sit down and knock out a hundred prayers, but it's so easy for me to do that. I'll tip I'll sometimes I'll sometimes batch content, but I like to also be led to do it in the, at the moment I'm doing it because it's different. Yeah. If I was to sit there and go, okay, Lord, like I got to pray 50 times and then I'll have <laughs> yeah. the content ready. So batching content, I think is important. And that's something I'll do when it comes to, here's a Bible verse around like your mind. So I'll think of like 10 different Bible verses and I'll create that kind of content where I'll think cool. about it a little bit more. But when it comes to the prayer, it's like, I can pray about something every single day. It takes me five minutes to edit it. It's easy and I can keep putting it out there. And it's just like, God's going to speak through me to share whatever, you know, he puts on my heart at that time. Yeah, that's so good. I'm curious from, you had mentioned a bit of like, uh, imposter syndrome or limiting belief when you were saying like, I am not a pastor. You even said like, I'm not a mental health um, counselor as you're stepping into this space where people are looking to you essentially for answers. Right. And it's easy because we're, we can say you can look to me, but really what you see is God, right? Like that's, that's our faith and our knowing. Um, but I'm curious, like, how do you combat comparison? How do you combat limiting beliefs? How do you combat any of those like traditional things that people think about when, when they're going live? Yeah, no, it, it, it's a great question because when God put it on my heart to start sharing my faith, the first thing I came up with was like, how am I going to do this? I'm not a pastor. I don't feel qualified to do it. I think all of us ask ourselves really bad questions that don't lead <laughs> us to good answers. And it, it stops us from you know answering the call or stepping through the door of opportunity. And for me, I know that my questions are so important. And if those immediate thoughts are, how is this going to happen? That's not going to serve me. So being able to come to God and continue to go through that process of asking different questions, because the question I asked myself that helped me move forward and actually step to doing this now for two and a half years was, well, God, like if I was to share my faith, what could I share that I feel comfortable and confident sharing? And that gave me the answer of prayer. And that's, that gave me the ability to move forward. So Knowing that that's kind of the forefront of everything that I create now talking about like the mental health space. Are you qualified? I don't feel qualified to help people when it comes to their mental health. I can pray for people. But then that question came, how could I provide a a resource where I could push people to organizations that have those qualified people to help them? So I don't think it's necessarily um, 
you doing one thing, but saying like, well, if I had, you know, another resource or, you know, it, there's so many different resources out there and it's getting, it's just getting a little bit more creative and asking yourself better questions about the things that you're going through to lead you to an answer. So you can actually, you know, take action. Yeah, that's powerful. And also uh, there's an element in, as you were talking as the precursor to that was the confidence and comfortable. I think that is a piece from a content creation. Those words Maybe confidence, but comfort is mm-hmm. not often something that you hear when content creators are discussing. They're thinking, okay, you just got to get in front of the camera. You just got to press play. You just got to go live. And I hear this all the time from coaches in the community. And people are like, I hate the camera. I don't want to do that. And my coaching methodology is never to push somebody to do something or be something that they're not made to be, it's, it's really like, well, what do you love? What could be of encouragement? Do you love scripted font? Okay. Let's do that lens. People who are content creating don't always mean that they're utilizing their face or their voice. And so I just, I love that element that you're saying from a creativity perspective, not to pigeonhole yourself into what everybody else is doing. And then also to really use community. That's what you're talking about when you're talking about resourcing is you're saying, okay, who else is really good at this thing that I am not doing right now? And not to say you're not potentially good at it. You don't know what's ahead of you. You could get your doctorate before long and be doing all the things, but (laughs) I love that you're you're looking at it through a lens of let me be a, a hub for these people who are coming to me and let me then just be the connection point. And I think overall in the kingdom, if we were better at connecting and not comparing and not even saying like the community piece, because even that the community over our competition is saying, I don't think we're effectively doing. And as kingdom disciplers, I mean, that's what we're doing is discipleship through content creation. We have to be completely open-handed in who God connects us with. And so I just, I want to just affirm everything that you're doing and, and just kudos to you. And I really hope as people are listening, that they're tuning in and to know that there are like so many resources. You can get on his text list in order to do this. He has a free daily devotional newsletter where you can get these daily scriptures and thought exercises and prayers. Grow your business for God's sake. No, really, I mean it. Grow your business for God's sake. That's right. Business is ministry and ministry is business. And it's time we take action in this belief and show up in our anointing with fresh fire. This is a cultivation conference. This is an activation conference. I want to see you reap the harvest, the promise that was predestined for you in your purpose and your calling. But you've got to go back to the root in order to do that. Come and let us water you so you can come fully alive and fully free every single day to make the impact you were born to make so others can also reap the legacy of your harvest forevermore. Let's do this. In Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th, you do not want to miss it. Get your tickets today at growforgod.com. That's right, and that's easy, growforgod.com. Can't wait to see you there. Hug your neck and grow together. Is there any other area that like you're really passionate about that people might not know if they're just like following you on social media that you're working on? Yeah. So my mom is the biggest Christian mentor in my life. I wanted to ask you that. I was so like, who is this person? How did I want to create a son that prays on the way to school? Gosh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Mama, we love you. Yeah. I, I mean, in the way she parented, I think was really 
well. Like she never forced things mm-hmm. on us. She just asked mm-hmm. us to come to church with her and she let God kind of speak into our lives, you know, as he did as we grew up, because I was that person who kind of sat idly in church and didn't pay attention. You know, God worked on me when I was 18. It was one pastor, one church service, one day that kind of opened me up to say, hey, I want to actually start building my relationship with God. So, you know, she was always there to support us. And she just said, hey, if like you're in town or, you know, to my other you know siblings who live out of town, it's like, if you're in town, just come to church with me on Sunday. That's all I ask. Like, that's mm-hmm. I just want that. And she was so supportive and helped all of us. So we have four, four of us and, and uh, the kids. And just that support system was so important. And she's close. She lives in Arizona. I live in Arizona. And, you know, as she was starting to see everything I was doing with my faith, I think when you start leaning into something that God puts on your heart, he's going to give you more. He's going to challenge you. And that's something I want. I'm very ambitious. I love to try to like juggle many different things. I don't like to do one thing. I like to do a lot of different things. And God's definitely challenged us to do that with the daily devotional, the different content pieces we have. But one thing we started two years ago, I'd say was, I, I said, I want to start like sharing more stories from the Bible. So I said, Hey yeah. mom, like, let's put together a newsletter that we can also use as a podcast. And we started a podcast and I think we have maybe a hundred episodes, almost a hundred episodes, but they're basically short form five to seven minute uh, clips where we share a story from the Bible, which my mom like spearheads because she's so much more grounded in the word than me. That's I'll so put cool. like a personal development and thought exercise in there. That's helped me in my journey. And then we'll pray for people. We'll give them all the accompanying scriptures. We started it on Substack, which just, which is just a publication for writers, but now we have it on like Apple, Spotify. So every single week on Wednesday, we, we release just a new Bible story to further help our community um, with something that I, again, like I don't feel the most like, aligned to do this, but who else do I know who could help us in those efforts? And it just happens to be my mom, which is so great because she can be involved too. That is so neat. And I like my mama heart. I have a seven and a nine-year-old and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love all of that. (laughs) And I'll give a huge community of mamas who listen and um, even entrepreneurial moms who have that passion to see their their kids in the next generation in what is the mission that God's laid on your heart and to, to do that at such a young age and not even to know, like she had no idea what she was seeding. Right. And I think that's one of the coolest things in the release element of how she stewarded. Like you said, it was never forced. It was never something that was a clear expectation of like, if you don't, then this, right. Mm -hmm. It was just that invitation. And what you're doing with get lit with prayer is an invitation. You're not forcing it. You're not condemning, like you said, which is so powerful. I'm curious because with a lot of the coaches and the, and the people in this, the spectrum of founders and innovators and trailblazers, which is the acronym for fit. A lot of people are taking their testimony and they're kitting it into a unique framework. And then they're creating all their content from that space. And they're either turning them into a coaching or a thought leader or potentially even nonprofits or apps or things like that. Um, how much of your personal life do you actually share? I'm curious. Yeah, no, that's a great question. I'd say from the content that like our pillar content is encouraging content. So because for me, just in the way my brain thinks is like, I want things to be easy and I want us to be able to produce it at scale over and over and over and again. And like when it comes more to like my story in my life, I think I save time to do that during like live streams. So I'll go live mm-hmm. Monday through Friday on Instagram, just connect with our community, share things that is going on in the Bible, be able to answer people's questions. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where I can share a little bit more about my life. I would say that 
that's something I haven't done a good job of because I've always come back to that side of like, it's not about me. It's about like what you put on my heart, God. And that is to, is to encourage people through the power of prayer. But that's something I've been wanting to do and think about more of. And I think as we move into this mental health space of, you know, starting a nonprofit, starting to make content around mental health, I can share more of my story. But I, I think right now, that's being done more so through like live streams where I can sit there and hang out because every piece of content I make is like 30 seconds long. It's very short. It's hard. Yeah. To yeah you don't have time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. love that. I think it's, I just honestly think about, um, all of the people who are probably, and, and I'd be curious to know this knocking on your door. And as you continue to grow and God continues to show himself through the abundance of this ministry, they're going to have questions on like, how did you do this? Like, I want to do the same thing. I have this message on my heart. I really want to share. I have this desire because this is why people come to me. And if it was in book format or if it was in something where like people could actually follow the trail of your spiritual life connected to how this has become fruitful. And mm -hmm. I love that we started the show out with saying, I've been doing this for 12 years. This isn't new. It's not new to me. It's not new to God. God had this like kind of in the stewardship perspective, alpha and omega, right? He knows the beginning and the end. And so I just, I know that that's going to be something that's going to be an asset to you in to be able to share from a mental health perspective, to be able to share from the fitness perspective. I mean, think of all of the different kind of offshoots of support that you'd be giving um, to your community in the process. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I've definitely thought about that. Like how I look at Lit With Prayer is it's a media company around faith. For and sure. I want to keep building that. And that's For like, sure. I have a very long, like I look at things <laughs> from a long like time yeah. horizon. And, yeah. you know, yes, we have things. We have books and we have jewelry that we sell. So I guess- People could think of us from that business landscape of a marketplace ministry as we have like physical products. But then you think of, you know, there's coaching, there's other things that can be done. And I think something I'll eventually tap into is like helping Christians start, you know, media companies around whatever they're passionate about. I've, I've already seen it happen in our community. People have been inspired by my stuff to start praying or, or doing their own thing. And to the competition conversation we had before, it's like, there's no competition. Like no one can, no one can be better at you than being you in that authentic mm -hmm. you that God has put inside of you, the gifts, the talents, the calling, like you don't need to worry about what, you know, there are other people praying on social media. And I think totally. that's because we're all doing the work of expanding yeah. the kingdom and getting people to know Jesus. So um, for me, I think, you know, in a couple of years, as we continue to build this, you know, Christian media brand and the nonprofit, I could see myself stepping into a lens of, that creator economy for Christians. Cause it's still, I think so new, especially for Christians. Yep. Like yes, the creator economy be, has been around for a little bit of a little while, but it's like yep. only getting bigger. And it's so cool to see Christians step into this, whether they're, you know, you don't have to share your face on a video. You can do audio. You can, you can yep. even pray for someone and have text over the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. That shouldn't stop you from wanting to do something that you feel inspired and led to from God. So maybe in the future, I could do something to help Christians maybe get past that hump of like imposter syndrome or something like that, or even like a conference for creators who are Christians. I think totally. Yeah, I totally 1000% agree. I have so many people that I want to connect you with even just after this call um, to be able to share that there are obviously people doing these kind of things already from a media perspective. And yet they also need the 
a simultaneous construction of how to do it better. And so I think that's where we lean on each other in those connection points. And I'm super excited because the marketplace ministry space is that's my niche. That's my favorite place to hang out um, because I love entrepreneurship, but I love Jesus more. And I want Jesus to be in all of those places that people think are good ideas. I want them to all be like just God ideas and for them to have that revelation that they really didn't construct what they think that they constructed, right? Like that's a God thing. And to give him the glory in the process, it changes everyone who's connected to that community, everyone who's ever been, uh, um, you know, just blessed by their ministries. And so now it's just kind of sharpening people in the marketplace into the revelation that it's actually God who's in control. And we know this, but it's it's hard for people who have always kept faith as a complete separate entity to their works, right? And we know faith without works is dead, but it's this element that like people, they just think of it as their Sunday service. They just think of it as the sidebar to who they are. And if we can really help and what you're doing is allowing this to be the case is really help people come into this fullness of their identity based on every hour of the day and everything that they're struggling with because he's in the middle of every single thing and he doesn't want us to isolate ourselves in any spectrum, including our business. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just pumped that you're here. I'm pumped that we had an opportunity to connect. I'm so excited for people to get invested into your community and through your prayer to know Jesus more intimately. And the Bible stories specifically, I think, are so rad because there are going to be all of the community members who are just blessed by you from a non-invasive, non-preachy, non-church boxed experience that are going to come to know the Lord through your ministry. And for that is the, the well done, my good and faithful servant that he is just so proud of you. And I hope that you feel that love and that you just sit in the knowing of your belovedness to him every single day. That means a lot. Yeah. It's been an amazing journey. It's been what a little over two years. And I'm like, well, what could we do in 10? There's so much. And I think I'm the type of person who's like, what else can we do? How else can we help? I mean, that's why the podcast exists. That's why this year I was like, I want to write every day. Let's just do a daily, Mm. let's just do a daily devotional. Like I love to just try to take on more. If it doesn't work, that's fine. But it's like, that's the, that's the thing that's always been inside of me is like, I want to help people. That's why I was in fitness like for so long. And you know, now we're doing this, but I I think God can do so much more and he's calling more people to step into this, this kind of industry. And like you said too, when you kind of make your ministry, your main thing, you will spend a lot more time building your relationship with God. Like it's been amazing and incredible for me to just see how much more I've gotten into the word and everything that I do, everything in my life now just surrounds that. So, you know, I know there are people who look at it where like, oh, can I start a business around my faith? But it's like, what do you think God would rather you do? You know, go to a job and spend 40, 50, 60 hours a week doing that. That has nothing to do around your faith or spend all your time doing something that has to, that puts your, that puts your faith at the forefront. So That that literally gave me like goosebumps because it's so true. Like he just wants to spend time with us Mm -hmm. and you know, we're in this season of harvest right now. And a lot of people are talking about like the last quarter and everything that they've seeded now they're, they're going to see grow. And what I've, found more so about the harvest season isn't about like the kickback and enjoy the meal kind of thing, even the relationship element. It's actually harvest season being one of the hardest seasons that we have to endure and walk through. And Mm -hmm. I I want people to know that like doing this isn't always comfortable, even though he's talking about 
the comfort of the Lord is different than the comfort of the world in a massively mm -hmm. different way. And there's, there can be some pigeonholing. There can be some scarcity mentality of, well, if I start talking about my faith, what about all these other people? Are they just going to leave? Am I not going to have any followers? Is anybody going to want to come? Are they just going to think I'm a Jesus freak? And I remember being in those, those mentalities and thinking and sometimes experiencing people who I loved and I thought loved me to in that element of rejection and having to sit with that and no different than the question that you just asked, do you want to do it for 40 hours with your business or 40 hours with the Lord is do what's the longevity, right? Who am I going to spend eternity with? Mm -hmm. I want to know the person I'm going to spend eternity with. And some of these people that are rejecting or don't understand me or any of those other pieces, I ultimately just have to stay in a congruency with what he's told me to do. And so I pray that people who are listening today are just empowered by this conversation and you just lean further into your relationship with the Lord when rejection is something that you're dealing with. Definitely. Dane, it's been awesome to get to know you. I appreciate you so much for being here. And I'm so excited for people to get connected to your community. Uh, what's your favorite platform that you want people to hang out on you with? What's your favorite right now? I think Instagram is the place where I can connect with people the most. Yeah. Like TikTok is where everything started and I still post sure. content on there. But Instagram is a way for me to kind of talk to people, do the live streams, connect. So probably Instagram. Yeah, I love it. Well, that's where I'm hanging out with you. So uh, anytime you're live, I'm going to pop over and say, hey, what's up? Brother, it's been amazing. You want to pray for our, our community before we go off? Yeah, I would love to. That'd be awesome. All right. Father God, I just wanted to thank you for this opportunity to fellowship with another strong believer and everything that Tamara is doing with her marketplace ministry. Lord, I just pray for anyone who is watching this video right now, Lord, to continue to seek you, especially during this season that they're going through. And maybe they feel called and led to you know, share their faith on, on social media or whatever way or lens that makes sense for them. Lord, I just pray for you to give them peace during this time and bless them to spend more time with you to talk to you through these things. So you can open up that door of opportunity and they can feel confident and have that assurance to step through it, knowing that whatever happens, they're going to grow. They're going to get to know you more and they're going to be blessed to be a blessing to at least one person out there. I just pray for your protection, your guidance, your, your wisdom and direction on the remaining uh, few months we have left in this year, Lord, and, and for you to push this person, but also comfort them during this time. And uh, you love us so much, Lord. And, and we just thank you for every opportunity to grow to give, to become more like you. And, and I just pray for every single person who tuned into this today, Lord, to be blessed um, each and every day going forward. In Jesus' name I claim, amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. So good yeah. to spend the morning with you. You guys have an awesome time and definitely get in touch with Lit With Prayer, all things Dane Camilla. It's been awesome. See you, brother. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes 
for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts and facts, and it's going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.